Horror movies are more than just empty thrills. They are a mirror that reflects the darker sides of our culture and our psyche. Each episode, we will go beyond the first cut and discuss the themes and topics that hide below the surface. I'm Dave, Professor of Communication. And I'm Vince, Professor of Psychology. Welcome to A Dark Impression. Hey, Vince. Hey, Dave. Glad to be back at it with you. It's been a while. Yeah. We had the summer off. We had our summer break. Now the uh, fall semester has started in full swing, and we're starting to get back into the rhythm of things, or at least I'm starting to get back into the rhythm of things. I'm not sure how how you're feeling with it. I am feeling that the air is a little cooler, leaves are trying, turning to change, and so spooky season is upon us. More spooky movies are, are coming yes. out. We can see the trailers for those. So I guess this is a perfect moment to bring back a dark impression. I think so. And it's also almost been a year since our first episode was published, which is really exciting. I feel older, what wiser, think? and getting into more spooky stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for this season. We have some pretty cool stuff on tap. Yeah, thanks. So. What have you been watching over the season break? Uh, so one show that I watch, I know that you watch it as well, is Archive 81, which I thought was a really interesting... Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, a really good self-contained limited miniseries. So that was been interesting. In terms of scary movies this summer, well, one thing we'll have to talk about is the fact that we watched and rewatched and re-rewatched An American Werewolf in London for a special event that happened this summer. Otherwise, I don't know that I've watched a lot of spooky stuff this summer. I think I keep that for when the leaves start to change. How about you? Anything good? Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, I really like watching more of scary movies, scary shows in the fall, winter time, and spring and summer is more me getting caught up on fantasy, things like that. I've, I've been really enjoying the uh, the new Lord of the Rings series. Yes. For one, I think they've done a good job adapting it, unlike other Amazon fantasy adaptations. I don't know what you're referring to, dot, 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 let's not get into this. But, so. Uh, but, but I am, I, yeah, I am excited for some new, from some new, new films coming out. The Winnie the Pooh horror film, upcoming pretty soon, Blood and Honey. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> that, that sounds promising um, on so many levels. I, right, so, for people who just join us. Welcome to A Dark Impression. My name is Vince, and I teach psychology. Voice. Dave, I teach communication and film production. So for those of you who may be listening to this right now and going, why am I listening to this? And who are these two guys? This is the beginning of season two. In season one, what we did was to showcase two kinds of episodes. Our regular episodes where we take a theme or a topic, such as slasher movies, exorcist movies, or possession, found footage, and so on. And we kind of did a, a, a deeper dig into some movie-making aspect that make those movies unique, as well as some psychological aspects that are revealed through the movie-making. And we did, we did have a few special guests as well to comment on some of those movies. The other thing that we did was Quick Impressions, which we try to publish in the middle of each month. And it acts as a way into a genre if you're not familiar with it and gives you our thoughts on some comings and goings within horror film. Uh, you can use it as a way to expand your repertoire. You can use it as a way to discover films you haven't seen before or remember 
favorites that you might not have seen in a long time. I really personally enjoy the quick impressions. I'm happy to have that that moment to reflect on stuff that might not get a full episode dedicated to it, but still deserves mention. So for for you, Vince, can you talk a little bit about why psychology is such an important part in horror film? Oh, man, that's that's a good question. I think if, if there's anything that season one has shown is that horror movies are about more than just fear. Horror movies have a range of emotions that are in there. Fear is kind of the, the, the icing on the cake. But you get zombie movies were a great example of the social psychology aspects and how easy it is to see those relationships between people that are maintained by this social order completely crumble down once this massive threat of zombies is present. You have in season one, we talked about the vampire and you think of Nosferatu and this illustration of a lot of prejudice that's kind of channeled into this one monstrous character. So we project a lot of our our fears, our doubts, our anxieties, our prejudice onto external objects that then become monsters or ghosts or ghouls or demons or whatnot. So it it is an interesting genre because, because once you step beyond that initial reaction of fear, you get to see this, this darker side of humanity, which is something that we all wrestle with. And this is something that's explored in a very reflective, sometimes very introspective, sometimes completely silly way as in Gremlins. But all of these share this kind of introspective aspect. So I think other other film genres may have a bit of a higher brow. I think that horror movies get a, a bit of flack because lower brow, but I think there might be a more subtle exploration of a lot of, of important human themes. Yeah, that's great. Well said. Well said. So from all the movies that we've discussed, what do you retain or what do you keep as kind of defining movie making tricks for this specific genre of of movies? But I guess I think that that's what makes it such a great genre is that there's no one thing that works perfectly for every film. So and you, you see techniques move usually in about I would say five to 10 year increments, you'll see things become popular and then fade away as other things become popular techniques, whatnot. And yeah, the, the, the thing about horror films, it goes back to what you were just saying a moment ago about people not really taking them seriously or not as seriously as other genres. And what that allows is the filmmakers to really explore and play with techniques without the fear or the repercussions that you would get in, you know, something like the Avengers or a period drama piece or something like that, where really those films are using, for the most part, tried and true techniques to accomplish storytelling. Horror has to break the mold a little bit in order to get the same recognition. So you, you see this, you see this happen again and again and again, particularly in films that would be considered genre defining. So, you know, films like The Exorcist, like Get Out, uh, Silence of the Lambs is another great example of a horror film that uses innovative techniques. And what, what that does for, for the audience is it helps set them up so that 
even in from the filmmaking aspect, they're not quite sure what to expect. They might have an idea of, oh, the monster's hiding in the closet or whatever. But from the filmmaking aspect, it's how are they going to portray this? How is it going to be different than the last time I saw this happen in another film? And the fun thing about doing a dark impression, at least for me so far, has been looking at a more classic film and a newer film and and seeing how they accomplish the scares in a different way and the storytelling in a different way and the filmmaking in a different way. When, you know, in reality, they have a, a ton in common, but it's very clear that one has learned a lot, usually the latter, the, the newer film, from its predecessors. Yeah. So what, what are some favorite episodes of yours so far? What is your favorite episode that we've covered? Oh, wow. Favorite episode from season one? I, I can't say I have a favorite episode. I'm particularly fond of the fact that we did dedicate an episode to Gremlins which I think is such a, a staple of at least my childhood. I think in season one, the fact that we covered The Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix limited series, I was really happy that we did that because there is so much in that TV show. I think that's one that I will revisit on a regular basis because, so you were mentioning that the movies are linked by themes, but then you have to find new ways to scare an audience that becomes more and more used to kind of the, the, the same tricks. I think that that part of that is also how you you use how modern movies or modern productions are not afraid to go into a greater range of emotions. So we reviewed Halloween which is, which was probably terrifying at the time that it came out, but nowadays it kind of feels a little silly. And then you have the modern version of the slasher movie, Fear Street, where the silly is actually embraced. So there's this acceptance now, I think, in horror movies of a greater range of possible themes and emotions that can be portrayed in the film. It doesn't have to be so one or two dimensional. I think that the, the one thing that I... I got from doing this first season is how much the genre has evolved over the last five or six decades, even more so when we think of, of Nosferatu and how there's an understanding now that you can do a successful horror movie and have a serious aspect of grief or comedy or silly. And that's, that's part of the canon now. I think that's really interesting, but yeah, favorite episode. Man, I really liked watching Train to Busan because I had not seen that movie. Of all the movies that we've talked about, that's one that I hadn't seen. And it was amazing to see this Korean movie that was made, what, 60 years after Night of the Living Dead or something? 50 or 60 years after? Yeah, about right, yeah. Same topic of this huge threat, zombies that are creating these these frayed relationships and and people are now calculating should i help or should i think of myself is selfishness or a communal effort the best way out of this situation two different cultures years apart the same question that really tells you that it's tapping into something that's that's about for lack of a better word human nature or or this this human experience of when is it beneficial to be to be selfish? When it be, when is it beneficial to 
be a good team player. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you mentioned my favorites as well. The zombie episode, I think, was, at least from my perspective, probably our best episode of the season. I, I think we, we, we both really enjoyed the films and had a lot to say about them. But my personal favorite was definitely Gremlins. And, you know, you had some meaningful stuff to say about Train to Busan. I don't really have anything meaningful, like, in deep and philosophical to say <laughs> about that, other than I love the idea of Christmas and horror films mashed up together. Yes. And also, you know, it's a kid film that's legitimately scary, and there's the flashing gremlin at the end just as, so, you know, it's a cherry on top. So, like, that's really all. It has everything. It has everything you need. Here's, I, I would put a caveat. It was a kid's film. If it came out today, would it still be a kid's film? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know what I'm going to show my daughter at Christmas time this year. You know, she just turned six. I think she's ready for Gremlins. I, I think she's ready to. I'm not actually going to because then I, I would be calling you and recording the podcast from my car because <laughs> I would be removed from the house. That, so that is a, a worthy sacrifice that you're planning. Yeah, and there's all in support of. Uh, Film, film viewership and, uh, you know, introducing her to the classics young. Correct. So now instead of looking at a film that was a classic and a modern take on that classic, we're going to be exploring a director's work over perhaps two, three, maybe even four films to discuss over the course of an episode. So some of the directors that we'll be looking at, and this is in no particular order, John Carpenter, Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, Jordan Peele, James Wan, Vincent Price, Sam Raimi. And then we'll also be looking at some author adaptations such as Stephen King and H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, and then exploring some other themes in the work in the work of horror films too, such as my favorite creepy kids, yeah. horror films that take place in the forest, uh, horror in space, which I'm like, if we don't do Event Horizon, I'm going to be really sad because I love the, the eyeball-less scene. Yes. That scared the bejesus out of me when I saw that oh, as a Such a as good a child. movie. Uh, and yeah it is it's great and then and then we have new quick impressions too so we're looking at some best music in horror films yes. which again john carpenter is going to have to be mentioned there since he composed it himself best kills best protagonist best set design costume things like that so i you know i'm really excited for this season and really going back to the point we wouldn't have come up with this list a year ago i mean we didn't come up with this list a year ago. yes it makes me really excited for how the podcast is going to change and progress over over time i think looking at directors is a, a natural evolution and what you were saying before is about revisiting those episodes and thinking different things i think that's something that i love about movies in general but i think about horror movies in particular is the experience is changed by the viewer so whoever you are, if you're different than the first time you saw that movie, of course, you already know the, the, the plot. So there's that element that's different. But I think that you see different things or you react to different things or you connect with different things as you change as a viewer. So I think it's interesting to revisit those movies. And because you're not the same person that you used to be the first time you saw it, you see new things, you appreciate new things. You discover new things. I'm looking forward to discussing John Carpenter because some of his movies I've been watching and re-watching since I was 15 or 16. And it's it's it my my perspective on them have changed 
but there's still some common elements that I think speak to who I am in a more consistent way that always appeal to me. I think other directors may not have this time span, but still watching some of the earlier movies by, by uh, Ari Osner is, wow, you, you, you still react to some and you still, you remember yourself reacting to some of those scenes. So I think it's going to be interesting to, to explore them, the directors with that kind of personal reflection on how their work resonated with us as viewers across the multiple times that we've seen those movies. So I'm looking forward to that discussion that we'll have. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I encourage everyone to stay tuned. Our first episode will be coming up in about a month. Right in time for Halloween, we'll be looking at John Carpenter's The Thing in the Mouth of Madness and Vince. Prince of Darkness. Starring Alice Cooper. Wonderful. Indeed. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to listen to A Dark Impression. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Rating and reviews make the world a scarier place. Consider leaving one wherever you get your podcasts. A Dark Impression was produced and edited by Vince and Dave. All movies are copyright their respective sources. Music is from Adobe Stock. All rights reserved.